Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And joining us this week is a mighty human being known as Jay Schultz. Welcome, Jay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Wow, that was a really great introduction. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's short and sweet and to the point. I, I you go by Jay. I have I have you listed on on the Twitch as Jason. Is you cool with either? What you what do you prefer? I should have asked you this before I hit record, but here we are. Uh, no, yes, either way is fine. You may call me Jay or Jason. Cool. All right. Great. Nice. It uh, will change five times as we go through this podcast. Anything's possible when you're when you're when you hear so far no changes. The count is at zero. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, welcome, sir. It's it's a pleasure to have you here with us. Um, I've heard mighty tales of Jay Jay the Sneak, and uh, that's one. <laughs> I was like, please tell me we have a, a no, name. He called me Jay up front. He asked if he could call me Jason. He's still referring to me as Jay. We got to reverse that ding. You, can you play that backwards? <laughs> <laughs> We're taking it back. We're not calling it that. All right. Um, but seriously, welcome. It's such a pleasure uh, to have you on here. Um, you're obviously a very funny person. I've been talking to you for the last 35 minutes, uh, and uh, this is going to be good. I'm not I'm not setting any expectations. I think this is just going to be a good show. I'm excited. I'm so excited. He's been talking to me for 30 minutes because I've never used Twitch, so I was worried I wouldn't be able to connect on properly, and I wanted to make sure I was here. And here you are. Um, here you it, are. Turns out it didn't. Didn't take that long, so we just got to hang out after that. Yeah, he kind of he goes, hey, uh, it's my first time. I'm like, well, you're 90% of the way there. He goes, what do we do for the rest? And he just calls me. I'm like, there you go. Problem solved. You figured it out. <laughs> got it. And Nailed after it. that, we just we got to hang out. Yeah. And it, it has been fun getting to meet you. I've, I've yeah. listened to the podcast, and it's cool. cool you are to too kind. You are too kind, sir. Uh, but before we get started, a couple of housekeeping items. First things first. Hey, y'all, did you know we're on Spotify? Because we are. What? Yeah, we're on Spotify, amongst other places you can consume your podcast. But uh, just just a heads up, we're on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, just look us up on there, play all of our shit. You're welcome. That's all I got to say about that. Also, um, we have our merch store, teespring.com slash store slash the number two, the letter E, the number eight. Um, we got all sorts of good stuff there. We've got... Uh, you can't handle a Gabi T-shirt. We got the Mind Gap logo T-shirts. We got Mind Gap face masks. Uh, we got some other stuff coming down the pipeline. So be sure to check that out. Teespring.com/stores/slash the number two, the letter E, the number eight. If you're on Twitch, there's a panel right below. Just head on down, click a button, and you're good to go. Uh, next up, uh, video game live stream. Uh, I played a game 
last Saturday called Chronicon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. That's really about all I got to say about that. It's a pretty quiet stream, but we had fun, you know? Rave reviews from Doug on that one. Rave reviews! We had a good time. It was actually, a game. It was I a game. It. I actually had more fun because Noah stopped by, Slotty was there, Jared was there, uh, my brother stopped by, and we were just shooting the shit, and it was so much fun. Well, I basically, if you've ever played Diablo, it's essentially like a 16-bit version of Diablo. It was fun. It was a dungeon crawler. Had a really good time. It was fun hanging out. It was a, it was a chill. It was a chill stream. It was good. I like chill streams. I like chill streams. And this Saturday, September 5th, 8 p.m. Central Time, come hang out because uh, we're going to be playing, I decided we're going to be playing some tabletop simulator. We're going to be playing the game Concept. If you've never played Concept before, it's an amazing board game where you essentially, it's kind of almost like miming in a way, Jay, just a little bit. You have this, are you familiar with this at all, Jay? The game of Concept? Mm. No? No, I've never heard of it. It's a, it's a French game, so you know that it's really important. Um, but essentially, sophisticated. it's very sophisticated. You have a board full of a, a bunch of different icons, and you essentially have to um, put markers on the board for the different concepts that you're trying to convey. And you have to essentially, it's like charades in a way. It's like trying to guess the phrase or the word or the topic that you're saying without being able to speak and just showing these images. It's really fun, and uh, I think we're going to have a really good time. So, yeah, actually, in America, we call it charades. <laughs> actually, I have heard of this game. It's called charades. Uh, it's really fun. I love playing it on Tabletop Simulator. So, uh, as if you're going to come hang out with us, you can try and guess what we're trying to do. We had an epic time when we played this last time where we had like a 15 minute round where someone was trying to get us to guess luggage. And it was, it was a hoot. It was real fun. So, it's a hoot. It was a hoot. So come hang out Saturday, 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, twitch.tv slash mygetpodcast. We're going to be having a blast, having some fun. And speaking Boom. of hanging out, playing on the stream, uh, Justin, I don't know if you knew this and uh, everyone else out there, Jay was actually on one of our nights uh, playing Joke Boat with us, and I never knew that. Oh, that's awesome. It was very bad. <laughs> I did very poorly. I would like you to repeat the joke that you that you did on that please go for it i can't remember any of them but, I, <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this there was one joke where i i kind of tried at least and like i got something out there um it was like about pogo sticks and it was like i did something like i was trying to be like you know that old person who's like back in my day we yes. had to walk 50 miles i did some kind of play on that with the word pogo sticks this sounds crazy to anybody who doesn't know what this game is about <laughs> like oh you're just really bad at writing jokes but there's like rules to the game and i've had to use words anyway put something out there and my opponent you go head to head with someone else put something out there that just didn't make they just wrote like penguins in the box. Like there was no context. There was no joke there. But mine must have been so bad for people that everyone just still voted for the one that didn't even, it wasn't a joke. It was just a word. But everyone went ahead and they voted penguin. So Doug had to go, and the winner is penguin. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I'm not good at joke boat on Jackbox games at all. I, I'm better with Quiplash, which is, I think, more of my style, but, like, I'm not good at crafting jokes. And I know the uh, the whole point of that is to do bad, but some of the people we play with, like, Slotty, who's in the chat right now, that guy He's is... He's a fucking sniper. That guy is the king of, yeah. of Joke Boat. 
there was a oh, I wish I could remember her name because there was a girl playing with you that night and she was cracking me up with her jokes and I'm oh. like for those of you who don't that, know the, it could have been it could have either been Bailey? my wife or it could have been my friend Bailey one of the two or or Jared as sister. soon as you say the handle it was mildly inappropriate her jokes were usually a little dirty as soon as you say the handle I'll be able to say yes or no oh I can't remember if it would have been uh well, did they change their name week to week? Like, what do they go by? It depends. Like, because at that point, I don't know if I had people sign in with their Twitch accounts or not. You may have been able to be able to make a make a name. I think it may have been Bean Machine. That's usually my wife. And the other one was like Bales or Bailey or something like that. So, Jared, what were what are your well, mom and sister signing with? Yeah, because his mom and sister played with us at one time. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone was cracking me up, and you and these jokes, you have to write them fast. Yeah. You don't have a lot of time in this game. So I'm like, how is she doing that? It was it was just pretty incredible. And I'm not I've written jokes before, but it takes me like eight years. And then I'll just do that same joke for eight years. And then about eight years later, I'll think of another good one. So by the time I'm a hundred, I'll have a type five ready to go. But <laughs> the best oh, part is they'll all be oh. relevant, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta write those evergreen jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of games, uh, Jay, I'm very impressed because you've actually made your own game. You made your own card game called Skitty Kits. That's right. That is super impressive. When I heard about this, uh, I was like, wait, what the shit? This, this, someone made their own game? Um, what is it? And what was the process for making that? The process, well, I was uh, at my friend Katie's house and she had some pa um, pads of paper and pencils. And she was always like to, she liked to sketch and draw and do stuff. And she gave me and my friend Steven was there and she had a pad and she just gave us all pencils and she's like, let's make stuff. And um, they were doing some things and I sketched out on this uh, paper like, cards like little simple rules on on paper and just tore up the pieces of paper to represent different cards and i think i was just thinking for in that moment you know what i was thinking back on doug is i don't know we, probably we all did a lot of people probably did this when they were kids where you kind of like play superheroes i even think it's featured on south park at one point i even think the south park kids do it I don't know if you ever had a chance to do that with your friend where you just imagine that you have powers and you like declare which powers you have. I literally did that this, this after this evening with my daughter. So yeah. 10-4, <laughs> 10-4, got a role player over here. Um, so, 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 so I guess I was just thinking of like, um, when you're a kid, you want the best powers. So I tried to make every card like that. Like, uh, this one makes you invincible and nothing can hurt you. And it's like, what? That's the dumbest card in the world. But it's not the dumbest card in the world if they're all like that. So that was kind of my 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 vibe in that moment. So if they're um, all dumb, they're not dumb. Or if they're all super overpowered, then they're balanced. Would be <laughs> I like that better. I like that better. Nice. So like they're all, all the cards would hypothetically be over. Oh, you can just, you can only play one card per turn. But one of the cards is like, you just play as many cards as you want on your turns now. So it's like, what? That's like way more than one card, right? Like, it seems ex <laughs> seems excessive, but they're all excessive in that way. Uh, so so the game kind of change 
any given moment based on any card can there's the object of the game is basically to get the most points and one of the cards is like now the object's to get the least points and you're like what that's the opposite of what we're so like any <laughs> anything can like flip the whole thing on its head and then somebody does something that makes that flip on its head so it's like uh, you know every move really counts this game that. sounds like pure chaos, and I'm all in for pure chaos. I was like, this sounds like your game, Justin. Like, this oh, is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, so what's cool is you can play from t- with two to four players. And if you play with four players, it's pretty much pure chaos. Um, but not necessarily, because there's some method to the madness, and you might sure. still have a chance to win or by using strategy, but you probably need some luck, too. If you play with two players, it's, it's quite more like chess than chaos. Because oh, interesting. Okay. Because every card is so crazy important. So if you're not thinking about how you're using it, if you're just like, I'll do this just to be chaotic, your opponent's probably going to overpower you by being like, well, while you're being chaotic, I'm going to be strategic and now I win. So it's it, it's a little more like a chess one-on-one in that regard. But if you play with four people, it, it's chaos. It's mostly See, chaos. I, I like the fact that you were able to invent a game that can transition so seamlessly between something of the skill level of chess and something that is pure unbridled chaos. That in and of itself is a feat. That's amazing. Zero intention. I literally told you my whole process for creating the game was being silly on paper, but I will say that it was like lightning in a bottle. I'm probably not some prolific game designer and I'm probably not going to come up with a hundred other incredible games in my life, but with all humility, if I'm being completely honest, Skitty Kits is really, really, really good. I I think really good. I think I based from your description, really I'd good. have to agree with you. Like I, I love the yeah. idea of like the idea of creating a game is just like oh, I wouldn't even know where to start. But it sounds like you started from something that was very personal, right? And and passionate of like what's something silly and fun that I used to do as a kid. And you're like, and what if every card was like that? And I think I love the idea of chaos with that because sometimes you know random number generator or RNG. Uh, it can be frustrating, right? You know, it's just random stuff happens. You don't feel like you have control over anything. It can be really frustrating. So the idea of like, I'm going to have a strategy and I'm going to try and do X, Y, and Z. But the idea that that can get flipped on its head, I think is incredibly entertaining. If you have the right mindset going into it, you're like, this is just going to be a shit show. And we're going to see what happens. The only thing is, it's not a random number generator. It's Justin. And so you'll see crazy (laughs) things happen in the game where like, Somebody, you know, who's engaged to be married just decides that their fiance should lose and someone else should win. It's not random. It's a person that you know or that you're playing with. (laughs) You're like, why? Why didn't you just stay out of it? Like, I worked so hard to get to the end of the game. But you know what's interesting? I have found out so much about people watching people play Skitty Kits. I'm telling you, I found out a tremendous amount. And one very common thing about people like to be able to affect things if we have the ability. So like if you have a card in your hand and it's just sitting there, you're not going to win. You're out. <laughs> Nothing's happening for you. There's no chance you're the victor, but you're holding a card. You're more inclined, not everyone, but the average person is more inclined to be like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to put my right. card down and move this over here now. <laughs> for no other reason as just to say like, I don't have anything else to do and I want to do something. But as a human You've been winning the game. You've worked so hard. And now they're just like, ah, Justin wins. And you're like, ah. and I've seen people get in fights. I've seen, I've seen crazy stuff. Skinny Kids is a game of a lot of love and a lot of joy and a lot of creativity. But I've seen some emotion come out of people playing Skinny Kids. Do it. 
That sounds like a story uh, from from a friend of mine who uh, literally like that same thing happened while he's playing Risk with friends, and this one guy was not going to win, so he attacked this person. He's like, "Why would you do that?" He's like, I, "You have no way you're going to win, and now you've just cost me." And he goes, "I wanted to." He's like, "No!" And actually, literally flipped the table over, and they got in a fist fight over. And I'm like, "This sounds exactly a again." I can't reiterate this enough. The perfect game for Justin. And also a game that could easily end in fisticuffs with something like that because of the random nature of someone being like, ah, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I, plead no, I plead no one ever throw blows over skinny kits. I think uh, <laughs> the great skinny kit would frown upon it. The, the great skinny kit great would want you to find kit. your well, peace and tranquility. Oh, it's it's amazing because I think uh, I think you're right. It's amazing to see in certain situations what people will do. There's another game uh, I played called Zombies, and there's essentially two parts to the game. You're just you're just trying to get around this town. It's randomly generated. Uh, you can either the goal to win is either you kill 25 zombies or you get to the helipad first. And every single time I played this game, the, it starts out everyone's pretty chill. They're just exploring. They don't know what's going on. And then as you're sort of pulling out tiles and building out the town, as soon as the helipad comes out. Everything changes because it's a mad dash to it, and you see people just fuck each other over as best as they can. Like all of a sudden, it's like, "Hey, guess what? There's zombies all over the tile that you're in." It's just like, they're like, you know what? You got the zombies are tougher now. Oh, you can't move. You got to. It's I've seen couples just be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" They're like, I "I'm getting in the I'm getting in the helicopter," and to see that sort of impact on each other is so much fun to watch heard a very similar story about a zombie game so i guess this is just a thing that couples experience <laughs> i've heard a very similar story uh, with the helicopter like the down to the details i've heard this before different game but this is a thing that happens with games and zombies and couples That's i feel i should note one more thing for your listeners because i'm realizing yeah. we put a lot of information about skitty kits out there skitty kits was a commercial failure it's not available anywhere online you can't find this game so sorry if you're googling it if we made it sound really good I was just going to say, in the chat, we had uh, Jared asked, where can I get this game? I'm so sorry, Jared. We probably should have maybe mentioned that earlier before I hyped it. No, this is exactly the chaos I like. You're going to love it. I'm telling you, it's a great game. You can't find it. That makes them want it even more. It's the forbidden fruit. I see. I see. It's a nice tactic also in South Park. You know, like, you can't can't have it, guys. Sorry, it's not available. All of a sudden, you're going to have people just... Sending you emails. Somehow they're going to get your email. They're going to be like, I want this game. I got an email the other day and I, I actually uh, had to create an instruction manual for someone because they'd somehow gotten their hand on like some prototype cards that are out there that that I guess somebody knew the link to get them and got it, but they don't come with instructions. <laughs> so they're like, I don't know how to play. And I was like, oh, I'll try to write an instruction manual for you. This happened like a few days ago. Jared, uh, Jared goes, is it just cards? You can do a short print. I'll pay. <laughs> just cards. It's just cards. I'm working on something. Um, so maybe, maybe I'll come back in a, a year and yeah, give you guys an update. Of course. Water speech. It says tabletop simulator. Any way to put it in digitally somewhere? Oh, dude, that would be. I think, yeah. I think somebody built it on there. Oh, really? That uh, sucks. Or one of those. Or I don't know if there's more than one. No, no. They did it with my blessing. Oh, okay, the, good. Because here's the thing. I love Tabletop Simulator, simulator but when I see games on there basically ported in, I'm like, guys, how is this legal? Like, how how, oh, how could think, you do this? 
don't know if there's more than one of those, but I, they build it on either that one or something like that. I know. Okay. But it's not the same. You're not again if you don't know the rules, because you <laughs> right. because the computer's not when you play on there. It doesn't like put the card in the right spot. You have to put it. So if you don't know how to play, I don't. Well, God willing, someone put the instructions in there so that people will know how to play. Because if it's in there, Jay, and I find it on Tabletop Simulator, we may be playing that this Saturday night. I'm just saying, like, if I can find oh, it. Good man. Good <laughs> I, I may or may not uh, show up for a Saturday game stream in that case. I'm just saying. I'm like, I, I, maybe we figure it out. And then maybe you get a random message from me like, hey, just curious. Um <laughs> How do you play this game? I just, I, you know, I've been thinking about it and I just was like, ah. There is a tutorial on how to play it online. And I watched the first five minutes of the 10 minute video and then realized without the actual cards in front of me, I was very confused. So I need the cards (laughs) in order to make the game real for me. All right. That's our, that's cards. What if just maybe we'll find it? Maybe we will. Who knows? We'll uh, just saying we'll see if it's based off based off the game. The the first five minutes, though, I was like, this game looks fucking great. I was very excited to. I'm like, I'm very upset that you said that it's not available. I'll get you guys a copy. I'll get get you a copy. I'll get you. Oh, shit. Jared. You hear that, Jared? Suck it, Jared. I have a couple. (laughs) I can't get I can't get Jared one. Sorry, yeah, because he's in Australia and they have snake warnings over there right now. So that's just going to delay the mail even Doug more. One. I'm not. I, yeah. I was talking to Doug. I don't know if Justin thinks he's getting a copy. He's <laughs> only talking to Doug. That's nice. That's totally fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That just gives me, that gives Doug leverage to get me to come out to his place. That's though. right. Come out to the burbs, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jared goes, Justin's like the Stan Lee cameos on Saturday nights. You're always hoping for him, but he's not likely to appear anymore. <laughs> Yeah, usually the Saturday night video game streams are kind of like my thing, and Justin occasionally will drop by, and everyone's like, where's Justin? I'm like, ah, I mean, probably not tonight. So, <laughs> yeah. well, I, uh, I thank you. I, I, I love the idea of Skitty Kits, and um, I'm so happy you made it because, again, like, how many people have thought of something, you know, a game or something creative, and then you're just like, ah, I'm not going to do it. Like, you actually put that out there, and it sounds awesome. Yeah. So, congratulations. And I never thought that it would last necessarily more than one or two games on those scraps of paper. But I will say that the the second group of people that I ever played it with, um, my friend Doug and my friend Carly, well, before we played the game, it didn't have a name. And Carly said, hey, can this game be called Skitty Kits? And I said, sure, Carly. <laughs> and that's a little bit of Carly magic. And um, they played and they liked it. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't just throw these scraps of paper away. Like, they enjoyed it. Like, maybe I'll try to play again, you know. So... Yeah, I never thought that it would necessarily be more than just like a little moment, but it's pretty I cool. That's amazing. Does Skitty Kits have some sort of a meeting to Carly or? No, she's silly. It's just a fun okay. word. <laughs> I love the way you said that. You're it's like, a very no, fun word. Yeah. She's silly. It is. Because I feel like you have to say like Skitty Kits, you know? Right. That's perfect. And and when you play the Skitty Kits card, you have to yell out Skitty Kits. Okay. And so let's do, let's capture some audio of me going Skitty Kits. And then like, you know, if for some reason you ever need to do a commercial again, you can just play that. It's like, guys, check it out. It's Skitty Kits. And like you know, the it's, Sega. Just, it's like the Sega advertising. Exactly. Yes. I love it. We're, we're, we're <laughs> firing all cylinders right now. I love it. Kindred souls over here. I, I couldn't agree more. In just a short amount of time. I'm like, I think we're going to be good friends. This is going to be lovely. Um, well, that was so phenomenal. Like, I'm so glad to hear people are out there making games and following their dreams. 
And I'm, yeah. I just want to say this from the bottom of my heart. I'm proud of you, Jay. Way to go. <laughs> all right um in other news um sad 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 news uh chadwick boseman passed away a couple of days ago at the time of this you know if you're watching on twitch it was very recent at the time of the podcast maybe about a week ago and uh holy shit that uh that bummed me out really yeah. really bad i absolutely loved him in black panther he is uh t'challa will ever forever be T'Challa. And uh, it was just one of those things where I think in the crazy world that we're in now, it's so hard to unify people, but this is mm -hmm. one of those pieces of news, sad or otherwise, that everyone was like, came to a screeching halt, at least I feel like in the nerd world. And they oh, were yeah. like, holy shit, what just happened? And I just, I felt, I felt just connected to so many nerds out there and beyond. As as we were falling asleep, or I was, I was just getting ready for bed, and Beth was checking Twitter one last time, and she's, I heard from the other room, she was just like, "Holy shit!" And I go, "What?" She's like, "Chadwick Boseman passed away." I'm like, "You've got to have that wrong." I'm like, "There's, there's no way." And she's like, "Yeah." And uh, from that point, I was, it was, just set my mind ablaze. I'm just like, "What fucking happened?" And then all these details started coming out. It's just, it's hard to believe someone of that age, you know, it, especially when it happens so quickly and. He did such a phenomenal job of keeping his personal life to himself that no one was aware that this was even a thing that he was battling. It's it's just such a shocker. And I think you're right. Like it, it's incredible to see the the way that it has brought people together in a, a very divisive moment in our uh, history. Yeah. Jared says he found out at the zoo. Super depressing place to find out. I couldn't mm. agree more. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen 42? His the movie he did with about Jackie Robinson. That was the first time I was introduced to him and I loved that movie. I don't think I've I think I think Black Panther was the first time I'd seen him in anything. I'm surprised you yeah. saw 42, Justin. You're not a sports fan. That was sports? <laughs> I thought it was just a math movie, which also you I, hate. Yeah. How about you, Jason? Are you a big uh, Chadwick Boseman fan or a Black Panther fan? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, both both of those are true. Um, uh, Ch I think Chadwick's embodiment of dignity and grace and power, uh, and specifically the, the, the type of power that comes from a light within that kind of power, because obviously there's like, know the dark sides of power but that's not the power that i'm talking about embodying talking about that light power and then to embody all of that leader on the screen um i think not only not only is that like what we need right now uh today um given the current environment of the world but if we if we look at our past we we can see that it's a message that's always been needed something that's always needed to be portrayed and seen for people. And, uh, and I'm sure it will always be needed in the future. Um, I think it's just an eternally important character to be on display. Um, and there's there, you know, what a contrast to our, our lack of leadership right now in America. And, um, uh, as far as as far as the character Black Panther goes, I remember the first time I saw Black Panther because I had a, a roommate for years and he loved all things Marvel. And before my friendship with him, 
I knew about as much as Marvel as maybe the average nerd, because I, I was a nerd, but not like a big fan. But through our friendship, I watched so much Marvel stuff and got yeah. so into all of it. And I remember the first time I saw Black Panther and um, it's, a, it's a version of Black Panther that, that Chadwick never got to play because it, he was playing Black Panther when he becomes Black Panther. This first time I saw Black Panther as a character was deep into being a king and he could fight like Captain America but he was like as wealthy and had the resources and was as smart as Tony Stark. It was like, if you took all of these incredible heroes around him, Black Panther was all of them wrapped into one. And I was like, Whoa, who is this? What is this character? <laughs> Cause obviously if you're into superheroes, you know, a superhero that's like all the superheroes wrapped in one, that's like nuts. Right. Cause it's all about who's the most powerful, you know, this or that. And he had it all. And, um, I think similarly Chadwick entered into like an arena of actors who are Titans in the same way that these heroes um, of the comics are, are, are Titans. And in the same way that Black Panther had all of the ability from the heroes, Chadwick seemed to have all of the ability of all of these incredible actors that were already embodying this universe, you know, like, like, like Robert Downey Jr. And, and Chris Evans and all, all these, you know, so I think there's there's a real um, power to the way that he lived in that character. And I think that going back to what you said about how private he was, that, that this wasn't advertised, you know, that was not the story that he was telling people that worked with them. It was not the right. story of what a brave soul that's he's battling cancer and he's still making these movies with us. That wasn't what he was doing. He was making this eternal piece of art that will live on forever we will always have and always be able to watch. And I think it, I think the Black Panther movie is an opportunity for healing. And what we do with it is up to us. But, you know, Hollywood has long been a place with no diversity, or at least we can say minimal diversity. Um, and when there were diverse characters, they're generally were never, I don't even want to say generally, they were never the hero. During the his, I'm just talking about the history of Hollywood, maybe sure. recently. We're seeing some change yeah, but if yeah. you look at the scheme of things they were never the hero so if you don't if you're not a person with white skin you never had somebody to look at and we took a swing at saying hey could also look like this but the question is, i guess next is is that just a nod to say look we did it once or is that <laughs> really something that um will marvel employ and not just actors but what about all the other people that work on marvel movies are are, are we going to earn hollywood in general are we going to see that continue and and are we going to heal as a nation because obviously the racism in hollywood is not the total racism in the world are we having fun mind gap podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a fun clip um <laughs> That was a great way to end it too. I love it. No, it was wonderful. No, mm. seriously, like I mean this with with all sincerity. That was beautifully said. Like I, it was. I saw Black Panther. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, but I didn't think you know. I was like, it's a good movie. It was really good. And and I moved on. I, I enjoyed it. And then it wasn't until I bought it, and my daughter randomly one day was like, I want to watch that movie. I'm like, Are you sure? You're like three years old. I don't know if this is like the right movie for you. But she watched it, and she watched it again, and again, and again. And it's one of those movies where I'm like, okay, you want to watch it again? Fine. It could be worse. You know, there's way worse movies out there that the kid can make you watch over and over again. Uh, but the more that I watch it, <laughs> the more that I watch it, the more that I was like, this is a really good movie. Like, just 
not only from you think of Civil War, where his character is so interesting because he has more reason than anybody to kill Zemo. I mean, this guy killed his dad and all that sort of stuff, but he has the wherewithal, the emotional intelligence to stop himself, to basically be like, vengeance is consuming these others. I won't let it consume me. Like that, talk about the true hero of that film is Black yeah. Panther. He stops him. The guy tries to kill himself. He's like, nope, the living aren't done with you yet. Like, and then you go from that into Black Panther, where you get to see the whole concept of, you know, the sins of the father and trying to basically, he's, he's sort of, he's deconstructing the tradition that existed before him and his forefathers. And he just saw the sins of his father. And he's like, you were wrong and I'm going to make it right. And I'm going to change. And just, uh, there's so many great moments in, in that film. And not that, but I, one of my favorite moments about the film is just the way they merge your classic traditional African style with futuristic things. Like it's, it's, it sounds crazy, but it's like for a lot of people, it's hard to understand that, right? The idea of it typically. That's Wakanda, though. I mean, exactly. just Google Wakanda and you'll see what he's talking about. Exactly. Right. It's, and it was so cool. They have, like, they still had those amazing traditions. Like, my favorite parts when they do the, um, the, the challenge, the challenge day, right? They get in their traditional garb, they're dancing, they're cheering, but they're riding on spaceships to get out there, right? These little hover ships. And then they get out there, they clear out the water and, Everyone, my favorite thing my daughter does when she watches this is when they're doing the whole thing and she starts doing this. She just crossed her arm and like moving her shoulders like this. I'm like, she gets it. She fucking gets it. Um, but they do that and they like the the idea of like strip away the power. If you want to challenge, it's, it's this weird thing of like having physical strength is important in the culture, uh, to be able to wield the, the, the throne, the power of black Panther is really, really important. Um, so they, I don't know, it just, it was such a great mix of all that sort of stuff. And, um, the idea of, do you intervene or not? Right. Should have Wakanda have intervened when, you know, people, their brothers and sisters around the world were being enslaved and mistreated to put it lightly, you know, it's like, but they're like, nope, we gotta stay, um, we gotta stay hidden. It's like the, the responsibility going back to some Spider-Man, right? Like with great power comes great responsibility. And the idea of, like, when do you intervene, when do you not? There's so many wonderful things in the film. And probably the best part is at the very end when, you know, they show up in L.A. And they're, like, buying this condemned building. And all these kids are like, what the hell is this ship? And he's like, like who are you? And he just smiles. And it's, like, cut to black. I'm like, yes! So good! For the record, wear my Black Panther shirt today. So Nice. Oh, uh, nice. I don't fuck around. There, yeah. <laughs> There was a uh, article that Variety did uh, was trending for a while on Twitter today, and it talked about a couple different aspects of how Chadwick actually had his hands in the production, working with Ryan Coogler and stuff. And <clears throat> uh, two of the things that I took away from that article was uh, one, he was uh, in part responsible for Killmonger requesting to be buried at sea because of how his ancestors were uh, uh, and all that. And then number two, um, the uh the dancing the the dancing during the ceremony he he had mentioned he's like if we were just standing there with spears and robes how were we any different than the romans he's like we need to infuse part of our culture into that and they were like well, then we need to actually have movement and dance and celebration to it and like the fact that he was of that mind and really understood this fictionalized but 
also real place of Wakanda and what it represented. And it was it was really cool just to hear kind of how he dove full into the not just the role, but the production and, and making it real. Yes. That's also, all I have to say. I also about read that. that. I also read that. I thought that was really good. I, I always yeah. find it fascinating when um you know actors can sometimes be insufferable from time to time. They're like, I'm a method actor and I'm in character <laughs> all the time. You know, I'm gonna fart like this character. I'm gonna do whatever. You know, they're just always in it. But the idea that this person's like, you know, Chadwick was like, hey, I love the idea of the creative process, right? The idea that the director, the actor, like they're not just not being like, hey, just do this. Like they were collaborating right. together to create this thing because it was such an important film. And I think everyone knew that, right? This is this was a high point for people of color in such a phenomenal movie, and they. I, I feel like they nailed it. They nailed everything about it. And in the comics too, like, like Jay, like you were saying, I've read plenty of comics where he is in black Panther is so freaking interesting. Like I, one of my favorite ones is in the intro to the book, they were like talking about black Panther. And it's like these, these like, what is it? Uh, like these senators and stuff are talking They're like, who is this black Panther? They're like, well, he's quite powerful. In fact, I heard he even knocked out captain America and the Senator goes bullshit. And they show this panel of, Black Panther knocking out Captain America They're like bullshit he did it's like no he did like that's how good he is that's how Man, that's... powerful he is like you said smart he's he's one of the few like few times where I've seen some stuff where he, you know he's part of the Illuminati and he makes these very big changes and like he's part of this real he's definitely one of the most intelligent like you said he's got a lot of those things mixed together which makes him such an interesting character He's got some maxed out stats. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely got uh, probably plus nine to dexterity, at least. Uh, he's very agile. Uh, you know, he's got some pretty. He's got good... a shocking amount of plus nines because if anybody knows what plus nine means, it's very high. It's very good. That's extremely good. high. It's best maxed out stats Beyond right there. human. We're talking most extras person that you can think of. Yeah. Your life right now. We're talking plus five maximum if they've trained their whole life and they're they're at peak. <laughs> Human knowledge. Just to give you perspective of what a plus nine. Yeah. That guy doesn't have to do ability checks. He just he just completes them. He says he's gonna do something, he does them. You know? You know what I mean? Black Panther never tries to climb the rope and falls. That's not <laughs> on that's not in the cards. He's yep. going to get up the rope silently and he doesn't need to use the rope. Yeah, in fact, he doesn't use the rope. He just jumps, and he gets above wherever he needs to go. He parkours up it. He doesn't need a rope, and you're not going to see him, and you're not going to hear him, and he's where he's trying to go. (laughs) The end. Hard stop. Well, I'll say this much. Chadwick Boseman will absolutely be missed. Uh, Terrible news, but, man, what a a great legacy he's left behind. So uh, we'll definitely miss him. And even what he did with the uh, the kids in the uh, in the hospitals and stuff oh. too, like as he was going through it himself, going and making the appearances and giving them hope, like that was just you know, uh, from from actor to uh, activist, he's just beautiful man. Yeah, that's uh, yes, Chadwick, we love you, buddy. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Indeed. All right. In other news. Um... I want to jump over to uh, this new show that's coming out on HBO Max, directed by the one and only Ridley Scott, called Raised by Wolves. Uh, you guys had a chance to check this out at all? 
guys familiar with uh, with Raised by Wolves? I have not checked it out. Okay. Well, I I'll think it familiarized me. I think it comes out. It comes out on the third. All right. So it comes out like on Friday. That, nope, nope. Two more days. Th- Thursday. Thursday. Cool. I can do that. Uh, Thank you. That's fine. <laughs> uh, no, I, I watched the trailer. Um, I gotta say, very much not looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> do tell. Okay, first of all, Justin, describe what you saw. Uh, a hot mess on screen for two minutes is what I saw. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, let's see. What, what did I see? Do you want me to describe the... Well, tell... I mean, Jay, Jay doesn't know anything about this, so Great. tell him so what the show's about. It uh, it seems to be some sort of a dystopian world. Um, uh, an android mother and father, who are essentially like an Adam and Eve character, are raising human children and trying to teach them how to exist. And then some sort of crusade-esque religious people, actual humans, come to this planet and try to kill everybody? Question mark? I don't know. Try to convert them? I it again. It's a hot mess. It's a hot mess of nothing. Uh, so I there's a. I, I assume it's going to have a pretty uh, hardcore religious tone to it. I assume it's going to, uh, you know, it's going to be sci-fi versus religion versus making a statement. <laughs> That's a very interesting take on that. I like that. Yeah. It's the Matrix meets the Crusades. <laughs> now, I don't know about that. I think you may have uh, just undone everything you just said. It's American Pie meets Schindler's List. There we go. Now we're more on. Mm. Now we're more on point. <laughs> Jay's like, mm, I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm not joining. It's in gonna be this. wild, wild ride. <laughs> um. So my understanding of it is because the, the the first teaser I saw for it, I was like, I mean, visually it looks cool, but I don't know what's going on at all. Um. Because it makes it seem like the woman who apparently plays an android in it is good, but at the very end, it's like. You know, she's actually the bad one. And then you see another trailer, and it looks like maybe she is the bad one that's raising these children on this planet. I mean, I don't know. Either of you seen Mother on Netflix? No. Why does that ring a bell? Oh, Oh, I'll tell you what it's about. It's about a robot who's raising a human daughter in a world with many questions, and you're kind of wondering who's good or who's bad, and you don't really know. So it's pretty good. So it sounds like if you are interested in the premise of this Ridley Scott show, but this Ridley Scott show isn't good, you should just watch that. You mean Mother, directed <laughs> like by it. Aaron Ar- Darren Arnofsky, starring... No, this one is, is I robot? Am Mother. I Am Mother. Oh, I Am Mother. Yes. Apologies. A teenage Thank girl is raised by a robot designed to uh, repopulate Earth. Their bond is tested when a stranger arrives with alarming news. I did see the trailer for this one, and it looked good. Oh, it's yeah, got so if you, Hillary if you don't Swank think this Ridley and Scott Rose Byrne, good. Okay. You are interested in the concept of robots raising humans. Maybe just watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I am well. Real quick, I want to read. I I read this last night, but I I want to read just like this last like line of the review of this. Now, granted, this review is only on the first three episodes. So, as we were kind of talking uh, beforehand, uh, Justin and I. It's hard to judge a movie necess- or a show on three episodes. I mean, I've seen some shows True. that, like, 
they take some time to really get rolling. But I just thought this was really funny. Um, I don't know, just funny words. It's like raised by wolves would 100% appeal to viewers who do not mind slow-paced story development and have an inf have an affinity for big sci-fi. If you're able to avoid digging too deep, stop asking too many questions, and are willing to ignore the little voice in your head that's desperately trying to connect the dots, then this could potentially be a good watch for you. <laughs> You know what? I'm in. <laughs> Challenge accepted. That tick off all you the boxes for you. That actually does sound like something I'd like. Because you know what it sounds like? Did you watch? Let's let's keep the scope to season one. Did you watch Westworld? Yes. I liked that. Were you yeah. watching a show and you're like, wait, but is this the? Ah, come on, but I no, hold on. I got this theory. I think this is the. I like it when a show gets me going like that. Of course, the 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 problem is when it doesn't work in the end. Yeah, it never pays off. That's what makes it go. Oh, I wish they didn't take me on that ride. But yeah. if they can, and I do think Westworld season one paid off in a great way. And Agreed. I think that if a show can do that, and it's a uh, a lot of fun. I think that's so a I'm really in. good. I, I'll appreciate that review. I think that's a really good uh, uh, reference too, because I think Westworld took a long time to get going. Like it took at least four or five episodes to really be like, "All right, the fuck are we doing?" But once it got going, you're like, "I'm all in." Like, let's see, let's see what's going on here. Um, yeah, and I, I think I, you know, your your note that you came out the gates with, you shouldn't be judging a show on the first three episodes. I think it's really fair statement, and I yeah. think people who jump too quickly at a show are probably missing a great opportunity because a lot of times they really do develop into something wonderful. Well, I know you have like, to get to know the characters. I think the Witcher, if you guys have seen that, like that show got a lot of shit out of the gate too. Like they only watched the first three episodes and they were like, Oh no, to be fair, the Witcher is a bit confusing, but um, I had my brother watching it with me who was like, knew all the, he read all the books and he had already seen it. And he was like helping me piece together. We're like, Oh, this is a really good show. But I could see if you just watch the first three, like what the fuck is happening here? Like what, this is not a linear timeline, and they do not tell you that. Like it's very. Yeah, that's where I was. I came in with zero understanding of the <laughs> of the the base material, and I was. I, I turned to Doug. I'm like, do I need to finish the show? Because right now it's very frustrating. You're like I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, but I. Uh, yeah, Jay, I, I agree with you in that people who take uh, some shows do take like for example, Shit's Creek, which I always talk about on this podcast, and Jared actually will back me up on this. I think you have to get through the first season of it in order to really start to like feel the characters and everything. And so sometimes it's just not possible within the first couple episodes to establish everything that you're looking to set up. And so it takes a little while to get all that under the, under uh, uh, or, or to get motion behind that. I agreed with Doug. Dustin <laughs> agreed with me. I think for the first time ever, we can coin the slogan. Let's just agree to agree. <laughs> no one ever says. Everyone's always trying to agree to disagree. Here we are. Let's just agree. We agree. I like that is it. a positive spin on that, and I am into it. I love it. We invented that. When the three of us invented that just now, <laughs> we experienced it. Speaking of fun stuff, uh, so in the chat, uh, you, you know, you make one joke on Joke Boat about fuckbots, and it just follows you forever. So when I brought up the idea of an android... <laughs> You know, caring for children. Uh, you know, we got. Uh, what do we say here? Uh, yeah, uh, Doug wants to repopulate the Earth with a robot. Naturally, this appeals heavily to Doug. Guys, it was one joke about fuckbots. All right. That Doug had thought about for fifteen years. 
I mean, they are getting pretty impressive these days. Am I right, guys? Anyway, uh, <laughs> Slotty says, you got to ask yourself, are you getting Aliens Ridley or Prometheus Ridley? Because I tell you what, Prometheus Ridley Scott can go fuck himself. That movie made me very angry. Because I'm a big fan of Alien. I love Alien. I love Aliens. Aliens Just 3. Just Legend. What's that? Oh, Legend. Legend. <gasps> we actually did a throwdown recently with the villain of Legend versus... Uh, the devil? Yeah, the, we did the, the, the devil versus... Twins. Uh, I don't care. The Devil Win. It's it, the great villain of all time. It was versus the 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 enemy in the, the movie Kroll. The Beast, right? The Wasn't beast. they called The Beast? Yeah. yeah. You familiar with that at all, Jay? <laughs> no, but I don't care because <laughs> it sounds like a complete mismatch. And there's obviously the devil wins. But if you haven't seen this, the best representation of the devil. And he's like ripped and he's huge and he's terrifying. And he wins this fight. I think that's what we beast. ended with because the beast was. Man, he's all of... done it against Brock Lesnar. He's just gone with that the beast. It's not gonna be a real fight. I like... love it. I love that you referenced Legend because that's a movie that I I've seen a few times in my life and I tend to forget about it. When someone brings it up, I'm like, oh yeah, young Tom Cruise. Yeah, it, it definitely influenced me. Yeah, it was a very great visual movie. Mm -hmm. It was very very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. um. Love Alien. Love Aliens. Alien 3 is a guilty pleasure. Everything after that is kind of like... Um, and Prometheus, I was so excited for Prometheus. Because I remember watching the movie trailer for that, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Here we go. We're getting back to it, baby. This is going to be so good. And I watched the movie. I remember just leaving being like, god damn it. What the fuck? What? Ah, so mad. Like, it was just... It seemed like... I hate saying this because it's so easy to be shitty, right? I didn't make the movie. I don't act... I don't direct. I don't do any of that show sort of shit. But I look at it, I'm like, what a waste of actors. Like, you got these wonderful actors and this just bad story. And I'm like, come on. Like, what What are we doing? We got Michael Fassbender doing an amazing job as an android. And you got uh, all these other people whose names I can't remember. Um, you know, and they're just so angry. It's just so angry. I can't think I'm so angry. Um, so hopefully that's not what we get. Although, who knows? I mean, you got androids again. You know, androids and everything. Speaking of androids raising kids, like that's kind of a weird concept, right? <clears throat> well, I do think we've seen it in a couple of movies. Like again, that I am mother and a couple other ones. Um, I was a bicentennial man. I think Slotty bought up in the, uh, <laughs> in the, uh, the, the chat. So yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen it a couple of times. I, uh, I, I don't know how many, how many ways you can tell that story though. I feel like it's, I feel like it's a kind of a one note setup. Do you, what do you think? Either of you? Well, I think it's funny that when we think about the future and robots and humans, that we tend to keep them separate in our fiction because here we are, the three of us plugged into headphones, plugged into our computers, which are connected through the internet. Um, we also have our phones nearby. Like, I'd be willing to bet $100 that you can both touch your phone right now. Like, did you leave it in the other room or is it right there? Right? So yep. <laughs> we're connect we already connected to the machine. So like the idea of, oh, well, our wouldn't it be crazy if robots raised us? It's like, give me a break. We're the robots. The robots are us. We're raising us. We're raising them. 
we all try to act like we're so separate from the robots. Oh, let's tell a cool story about a thousand years from now when robots are fighting people. No, we're going to be the robots and the robots are going to be us. And we're just one. We've already signed on. Because if you ask people, oh, would you, if you had the opportunity to become part robot, would you do it? A lot of people would probably go, no, no way. I wouldn't do it. And then you go, oh, cool. Can I um, buy your phone from you? I'm going to give you over market price. I'll give you uh, $190 for your phone or $1,000 if it's an expensive iPhone. Whatever their phone is, just add $100, whatever it's worth. Right. Although my robot year fell out. so so they would not sell you the phone they'd be like no i'm keeping my phone i'm I'm offering you more money than the phone and they're like i'm keeping my phone well then admit that you're part robot admit it admit that you opted in here's the thing you didn't opt in this is what's tricky about it you know when there's the mailing list and you have to uncheck the box you have to opt out that's the thing about becoming a robot. If you don't want to do this, you have to uncheck the box, which means give me your cell phone and go and live in another part of the world where you're unplugged and you're not going to do it. You're staying where you live. You're listening to a podcast right now. You don't sound like the type of person that's going to go out into the wilderness <laughs> and live an unplugged life because uh, you need your mind gap. And so do I. And I get it. But admit, admit that you're a robot. Admit it. That's all I'm saying. And so, yes, the robots will raise us because we will be the ones that are the robots that are raising us because we're one singularity. I love that. And honestly, I look at it as how's it any different than having a nanny, right? Or an au pair, right? You got someone else raising your kids. It's just an Android that we've programmed, right? Like, I mean, right. it's, 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 it's really, is it that hard to fathom? I mean, if anything, I look at that as like privilege, right? Oh, I've got the new Android, you know, that's going to raise my kids for me. Yes. Out of one note premise. There you go. Doug just reinvented the genre. Ridley, get on it. (laughs) Robot. Bicentennial, man. We've done it. It, We've done it. Actually, I believe that you could get Igor Hiller on your podcast. He's a friend and he's in my friends groups. Uh, he's he lives with Johnny Cruz, who you've had on your podcast. Yes, so Johnny already, Cruz, one of our call, favorites. Call Johnny's phone and then say, Johnny, can you put Igor on? We're trying to do the podcast. He was in Bicentennial Man. No he shit. Was. Oh my god. So you can it ask him. You can I ask him about. You can ask him about uh, experiences working with Robin and doing the movie. He was very young. Wow, that's so cool. Jesus Christ, well, the game jump. on. Jokes keep coming. Slotty says the Android isn't fucked as often as the au pair unless it's at Doug's house. Thank you. Keep them coming, guys. Keep them coming. You might be perpetuating and keeping the joke uh, alive by reading comments out loud. I read it because it I, away, appreci- I don't really want it to go away. I just, I, I love it. I think it's amazing. <laughs> it was one joke that everyone's like, wow. Okay, well, and it's, it, it, even in that same joke boat game, they used a callback to that joke. Like it just, it kept going and rolling. And I'm like, you know what? God bless you guys. It's the best. It's so much fun. It, it beats my pogo stick in the snow joke, you know, because it at least got some traction. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the idea. That's such a fascinating thought, Jay, that there is this clean separation, right? Like in the Matrix, it's it's the machines versus the humans. But if anything, like you said, this just becomes more and more. I mean, look at, you know, you see in 
a lot of benign ways, right? Uh, people who have ALS and they require machines to help them speak or to use their eyes to communicate or, you know, you have bionic limbs and things like that. Like it is definitely going to become a weird moment where we look back. It's like, and we've talked about this before, but it's like, are you still human? When do you cease being a human? And when do you become something else altogether? Because right. of just, you know, Justin yeah. and I've talked since before we started doing this podcast about wetware, you know, people installing, you know, bio uh, equipment into their bodies to regulate their heart rates or to do different things and um, all that sort of stuff. You know, you, you see things like um, the uh, what was it what was that uh, Google device that ended up not panning uh, out uh, the, the Google Glass Google Glass. Right. That was just like mm. a heads up display, basically. Mm, right that you had while you're walking around the world, like those things will slowly become integrated into it because it's convenient. In, it's helpful. In 10 years, in 10 years, in 10 years, everyone will be wearing the successful version of Google glass. I, I mean, almost it, certainly, it yeah. might not be made by Google and it might not be called Google glass, but the invention that you're talking about in 10 years, everyone is going to have a pair. Yeah. You're going to spend a lot more time in the virtual world. Well, if you look at, at what they've done in Iron Man right there, I really do feel like they're what they're doing is they're basically doing a blueprint saying like, this isn't that far off. You guys like this movie? You guys like these visuals? Because this is down the road. So a stylish pair of sunglasses that will give you your HUD, like that's that's going to be right there. Well, I, you know, you've seen it in some newer or just prototype cars, right? The windshield is a heads up display, right? Yeah. That has everything. Makes sense. Yeah. Hey, it's probably safer, right? If you if you do it right, if you think about it, oh, there's an um, a accident up ahead and you get an alert and, you know, oh, you're driving off the side of the lane and something beeps for you. And, right. oh, you need directions. You're not looking at your phone or, or, or something down here for directions. There's a giant arrow that's integrated and it's not blocking your view. It's just showing you turn left. So, I mean, of course. Of yeah, course. the idea if it's like you, get, you lose visibility, it somehow has the road like digitally in front of you so you can oh, just yeah. drive because it can sense it for you. Like, I mean, yeah, and, and all those things, you look at that like that makes sense. And then it's just like, and then what comes after that? And then what right. comes after that? And right. it's it's and I get excited about that sort of shit. I'm like, cool. But then again, yeah, at what point, cool. where do you take the leap or where do we as a species take a leap? to go to that next level I'm saying we did you know here's what i'm saying we did it happened it's right. gone the moment's over you missed it you're in <laughs> denial all of you i'm sorry to break the news but that's my point is it's too late it's not a decision we all decided already it's happened. so doug you remember when you brought up the fermi paradox yeah <laughs> and the great barrier <laughs> this brings that around full circle there we have go. passed the great barrier yeah. yeah um so what do you think the moment was jay what was the moment where we were like, we've all accepted this? Cell phones. Cell phones. The, the moment when we said, I need to be together with this device. And if I, hey, when was the last time you went to the bathroom without your cell phone? If you can remember it, you probably actually remember it. You probably remember going, I don't have my phone. What do <laughs> I do while I'm in here? Right? Like you probably remember having that experience. Or like, the, or if you if you left your house without your phone, either a intentionally, which says something in itself that you took a moment to go, let me try to walk outside without this, or <laughs> or b unintentionally, and you just somehow forgot your phone. You felt it. You were missing a piece of yourself. Once you once that happened, we were in. 
I have a legitimate, yeah, I mean, I think most people do, but like if I forget my phone, I have a legitimate like mini anxiety, like, do I go back and get it? I might need it. I probably should go back and get it. Like it's this weird, you do feel like you've lost a limb or something. You do. And when you put it down, you to, said yeah, that to you go, didn't have that. What's that? It'd be shocking if you were like, oh no! If you said you didn't have that, it would be shocking. If you said, right. you know what? Um, if you said, you know what, Jason, and then we'd have to ring the bell because it'd be the first time nobody's changed it from Jay to Jason. So you you'd say, true. you know what, Jason, and then you ding the ding, and then and then you'd say, I don't have that feeling when I walk out without my phone. I don't like really care. Doug and I would both be like, what? And everybody in the world weird? that's listening would be like. He's lying, first of all, which is weird. Why is he lying on the podcast? Right? Of course you feel that way. Yeah. I think even before. You're a cyborg. (laughs) To be fair, cyborg. Thank you. Please. I prefer that. Yeah. That's the preferred number. You are, right? Because you're not a robot, but you're you're becoming a one with the robots. We're part man, part machine. And we're going to keep pushing it. I would posit that it was when the first iPhone came out. I would say that that was the cell phones, I think were a step in that direction i think when the first smartphone was released i think that was the the point of no return for me at least well well, a phone can only do so many things that that your brain can do it's pretty limited what like a flip phone can do that your brain can do but when you go to an iphone suddenly you've got a calculator in the iphone Mm -hmm. so previously you know what's two times two or and then there's more than just a calculator Sorry for it's probably a bad example. You probably <laughs> still do two times two in your head. No, no. When you said that, I my stomach nodded up. So don't apologize. Like, I hate oh, oh no. Um, but but what I'm suggesting, and you know, is is that it, let's say you need to remember something and you want to write a note down on your phone, right? So once people started, and maybe flip phones might have had a calculator, notepad, but that moment when people start engaging with these tools, and of course the iPhone is a thousand times more sophisticated than they were. And now you can do a tremendous amount of things on your phone. So when it starts becoming a partner to your brain, oh, my whole schedule is on my iPhone. Right. Maybe somebody has their calendar on their iPhone. And and when and now your brain no longer has to do function. It doesn't have to keep track of the schedule anymore. Right. Because you have a second brain, an electronic brain that you've connected up with. So yeah, an iPhone is capable of so much more of that type of functionality. Think so about once you we go kids. there. How many how many phone numbers did you have memorized when we were kids? I had I had so many fucking phone. I had my grandparents, my my house phone, all my friends. Like I could dial, I could pick up the phone and just dial at at random, and I would get. I know, like now I can I remember my wife's number, and that is it. I don't know anybody's phone number except my own now, but shout out to my grandma who had had, and this was, uh, there was a lot of twos in her phone number. It was, it was, it was basically just, you just keep hitting two and you'd get my grandma. So I didn't really had to, it was eight, two, 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 nine, two, two. So you did have to remember. You did have to remember the eight and the nine somewhere in there, but mostly just hit two and you get grandma. And the fact that I still remember it, right? Right. What would my nieces think of that? They'd be like, why? How? <laughs> why do you know her phone number from right, the right. 80s, from the 90s? Like, why, why would that be a thing? Because how else am I going to get in touch with my grandma? Right. It's not programmed into the phone. You had to press the numbers. So interesting because we weren't cyborgs back when we were just humans, kids. 
Before the great cyborg times. I actually would argue for me, that moment was internet. When I first had access to internet and like the amount of information, the fact that gaming changed my life, connecting with people, AOL Instant Messenger, like the ability to sort of like just reach out and find whatever you wanted. Like it was at your fingertips, you know, Uh, music. Uh, Again, going back to gaming, like I made connections with people through gaming and that to me was a whole new level because I can literally remember before internet and after internet and life was dramatically different on either end of that spectrum. Like after that point, cause once, once we had it, it was a slow adopter in my house, but like I was all out. And then all of a sudden I look at where we are today, you know, we're here right now because of the internet and it connects mm-hmm. us for better or worse. Uh, in that way that I think that, that to me was the singularity for, in my mind that took us to a whole new level because that then allowed us to do other things. It allowed us to, everything else to flow through there to create your Wi-Fi, you know, your wireless internet. So now you don't have to be hooked up anymore. You can just wander and now it's connected to your phone and all that other stuff. And what's crazy is like, you know, there's definitely a negative aspect to that, right? But I love the idea that I don't have to save storage in my mind to remember a phone number. Like, I love that I can put that down somewhere and I can think about something else important like, hey, when am I going to be able to look up Skitty Kits on Tabletop Simulator to see if it's available to play on Saturday night? You know, like I could focus on the important things in life mm-hmm. as opposed to what was that number? Because, again, I remember my number and my wife's number. That's it. That's all I know. I don't know any other numbers. Um, that, that's cool because now we get to do other stuff, right? Yeah. And I think that the next the next big shift is going to be that you're just inside of this virtual world, living in the virtual world. So when people come to your Saturday night, they're going to be in an arena. And they're going to look down and everything's going to be – they can be a spectator or they can be on the arena floor participating in the game. Right. Whatever they're, whatever they're into because it's their – they're not – they're choosing where they are existing in this virtual world. So – I think that's the next phase is like, yeah. you know, just hanging out in this, this virtual space. And well, look at that far off. You look at the NBA, like what they're doing with that. They've got the fans on the stands, right? Like there people are, people are there. Like we're already starting to, to breach that technology with AR and all that. Oh, but AR, like, cool. I did not know that. Oh, so many things like with AR, like I, I had that with my daughter. Like we, we had this uh, app on the, on the iPad where you could just, you, I forget what it was called, but we would we would hold it up in the room. It would find a spot. You press you press start, and the story would build out of the ground through the 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 iPad. So you could literally see the story. Char- characters would come out, and there was like this little red Riding Hood story. And she would walk around her room as she was telling her story, and it was just so interesting to see that sort of stuff happening. And I have a hard time trying to figure out how to use that in like normal life, but things like hospitals, right? Like if you want to, you have the AR stuff, you can find the direction to go where you need to go. Um, you know, same thing, like going back to Google glass, like I thought it was cool, but I'm like, I don't have any reason to wear it, but like, imagine you're in surgery and you want to have the heart rate, you know, on the yeah. side as an interface, or if you're a mechanic and you're like, I need to look up what part this is or where can I find it? Like there's so many cool things that you can apply this technology tool too, that I think adds a lot of stuff. There's the dark side of it, which is what all black mirror episodes are for to see how we essentially will either come to rely on it or it will be abused in a way, which it becomes like, I don't know, like, I don't know, ready player one, right. Where everyone is just so interested to get disc to get out of the real world. They go into this fake world where they can build their avatar any way that they want. They can play whatever games that they want and they just sort of live in that place. And that's more of a sad 
place, but we're already there, right? I mean, I've played World of Warcraft plenty of times, you know? I, 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 I mean, I'll probably go back again for the expansion. I don't know, like, spending my time in these, you know, fake worlds, you know, just to, to, to enjoy myself and hang out and try different things. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like most things, it's good and bad. It reminds, it reminds me of the episode two. We were talking before the show, episode two of Black Mirror a little bit too. Yeah. Where they live, everyone is forced to live in the world of screen, you know, and you're, you know, that they, with the show, they're, they're all in there, the arena, they're all projected in there and they're watching. It's just, yeah, it, it's Black Mirror is so great, far ahead of its time. It's, it's, it's horrifying. <laughs> great series, incredible series. One of the, one of the greats and episode two is amazing. Also, while we're talking about good episodes, I liked the Miley Cyrus episode, which was panned by people, but I have also yet, a great episode. Uh, you know, I watched the first two of the three and then I got distracted and I didn't get a chance to watch that one. So I need to throw that on there and check it out. Great. They're all, I mean, I like all of them, yeah. but I think it's particularly good. Whereas some people were weirdly hard on it, but yeah. I think it's a great episode. Yeah. I also black mirror recycles itself. And I don't mind that because I think that, that it's because they they're in the same universe. So you'll see the episodes are very different from each other, but they are sharing a universe. So when you see a el plot element, like a piece of technology and you're like, Oh, they already did that. It's like, well, yeah, because you're living in this world and like, right. Naturally, if someone invented that thing from that other episode, then this thing would also be invented. So, like, that episode certainly recycles some elements, but that's what a TV show is. I think people are missing that it's in the same universe. Yeah. That criticism. Yeah, well, it's yeah. kind of, it's essentially, it's a sci-fi Twilight Zone, you know? Like, all that yeah. stuff is sort of interconnected and horrifying. Yes, it's great. Typically with an I anthology series, I think people tend to not think because they are so compartmentalized, people tend to not think it lives in the same universe. But yeah. that one definitely like Room 104 is another one where like obviously because it's the same setting and, you know, weird things happen in this room. So like anthology series very much can live in the same universe as each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And Bandersnatch was insanely cool. That was one I never tried out. But oh, it's, I love the I love the concept for it, and I was like, "That sounds oh, the execute." But the execution, because the concept's been around, and and there's even been a couple of people who took swings. Um, Minecraft took a swing, um, more for kids. Like the concept's been around. I mean, choose your own adventure books. It's been around. Yeah. But uh, but the execution of Bandersnatch, something really special about it. Yeah. So check it out. We got to do. I mean, you and I, Justin, you and I kicked around the idea of like sitting down and doing that together we did yeah we can do fun. it i did watch it watch party now true i did it with uh cruz johnny cruz and and um and and his girlfriend leah and the three of us stayed up all night because we became obsessed about finding every possibility that we could find oh that's so cool. and apparently there's some easter eggs that are claimed to be so hidden that no one's found them yet uh -huh. so obviously we didn't find that but we did pretty much watch every iteration i mean we obsessed over figuring out there's a lot of combinations we got yeah. weirdly into it we needed to see every little Black. possible hidden thing and it was crazy and we found some really we we cheated we used like flow charts and stuff but it was still hard sometimes but we found every little thing that people know about it was crazy it was cool That's i love so that cool. i love everything about that yeah there are articles out here that are saying that the bandersnatch has over a trillion unique permutations of the story. That is 
hard to wrap my head around. Can you imagine trying well, to program what, what, that shit? What, what they're Don't saying fuck that. Is, no. <laughs> what they're saying is also like because you're watching something in a slightly different order, right? It's not that there's like a billions right. of different scenes, but because no, you no, can no. experience it. And you it's hard go, to explain. Yeah. You got to watch it. It's That's what I'm saying. The execution. Right. Is what is what's so incredible because they do something very unique and i don't know how they programmed it but it works and it's cool yeah yeah no to your point though not saying that you there's that many scenes but like if you go f- forward to one and back to the other but then forward to back like there's so many different ways that you can piece the number of scenes together that the permutations are just like off the fucking charge i don't yeah i don't know how netflix even wrapped their head around from a technical standpoint and then from a filmmaking standpoint, it's just, it, it's insane. I love the concept. Oh, one other thing I'd like to share about that epic night where we watched all of the possible scene, found every little clip that we could find. Yeah. Not every permutation, but we were trying to unlock all the clips. So yeah. 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 There's yeah. a thing that you could see. We wanted to see it. Yeah. And um, we, the very first time we, we ran through the story, was for me the most satisfying story of all of the versions that we watched was the very first one. And we did it in this bizarre, flawed, democratic way where we would all shout out what we wanted to happen and try to vote on things sometimes and press the button based on what people want. And like at one point, Leah and Johnny got so dark and they started making these (laughs) horrific decisions that as me as an individual, like I kind of, towards the good guy vibe like let's try to do what's right and they were and and rightfully so because i'm telling you the very first time we watched it was the most beautiful story out of all the versions that i saw um but it got pretty dark before the end but (laughs) beginning to end are very for some reason this weirdly democratic you pick one i pick one we vote on them just turned into the most beautiful telling I think of Vandersnatch be like that, that of all of the ones we watched and we watched. Many. Well, I imagine it's like playing the game, right? And you're like, all right, I want to get the worst ending, you know? So I got to kill all these villagers. I've got to salt the earth. I've got to, you know, <laughs> it's hard we to do, got, right? And we, and we got the best ending, but along the way, at one point, we had to kill all the villagers and salt the earth to get to the best ending because the, <laughs> because the ending was completely satisfying. Yeah. Like the ending was completely satisfying. And I've seen all of the literal endings of like the last ways that it can end. And we probably got the best one. You can't, there's no best because. Yeah. You, because they're stories so it's like is that good or bad people died that's not good but our <laughs> game that we made was rated really well by the critics like you know what 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 to know it's best but i'll say this our game was rated really well by the critics like at the end, <laughs> you're inventing a video game and like our game was blockbuster like it was as good as but we our character had to go to a pretty dark place to get there so anyway hey bandersnatch you're gonna you're gonna like it there it was is a- available. Unlike Skitty Kits, you can get this one. <laughs> Netflix.com. <laughs> a subtle plug for Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, uh, you was- should sponsor this podcast. All right? <laughs> they're, they're helping you out. Listen to Jason. <laughs> Number one. Oh, um, oh, he did it! He did it! <laughs> 
But no, there was there was one other episode of uh, of Black Mirror that I really wanted to call out that I think was was very well done, and I didn't see it coming. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was called the. The Throwdown. Woo! Welcome to the Throwdown, Jay. A twist. That was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us? Oh, all right. Um, did Jared just subscribe twice? <laughs> I, don't know, I just saw the thing pop up. So I say he subscribed again. I'm like, okay. And it's sound effect. Thank Can you. Get a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! There we go. That's what we want. <laughs> Even better. Subscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Uh, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Jay, Jason, Jay, Jason. Unsubscribe. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, I can't. Yes. So the throwdown. This week's throwdown uh, is going to be a fun one in honor of um, the boys season two coming back to Amazon Prime. Uh, have you watched the boys, Jay? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, so in honor of the, the boys coming back to prime, this week's throwdown is going to be Billy Butcher versus the Punisher. Ooh. Punisher doesn't lose fights. <laughs> well, maybe he does tonight, my friend. Let me tell you. Um, cause there's two versions we're talking. Are we talking about Billy Butcher from the show or Billy Butcher from the comics? Cause those are two yes. different Billy Butchers. Because in the comics, Billy Butcher takes Compound V, so his abilities are enhanced. Whereas mm. in the show, he has not yet done that, but he's also very formidable. So I've never read the comics. I I don't know. Jay, have you read the comics? No. Watch the, the TV show, like a, a Cretan. <laughs> Yay, samesies. Um, Doug, what do you think then? Well, I'd say this much. Um, he's pretty accurate as far as like what, what Billy Butcher can bring to the table is uh, master manipulation. Um, he is very tactical because in the comics, he spent some time in the British military, and then he obviously uh, was sort of like a black ops person for the CIA. So he understands uh, espionage, infiltration, uh, you know, battle tactics. He also just beats the shit out of a lot of people most of the time. Now, to be fair, accurate. a lot of the superheroes he fights in the comics are just a bunch of morons who don't actually know how to use their powers because they're corporate-created uh, things. Um, but he does horrific things to them, and he's always, like, three steps ahead of everyone. I don't feel like that's quite the same in the show. In the show, he seems a little more unhinged. He's right. not necessarily, you know, in the comics, he has a singular purpose, uh, and it's to murder someone in particular. You kind of see that a little bit in the show, but I would say that, I'd say if we're going with the show, version of Billy Butcher, I'd say the Punisher definitely has the upper hand. Um, because Punisher is, you know, also unhinged, especially if we take, like, John Barenthal, Punisher. I mean... Well, there's a debate going on whether or not we should do the Thomas Jane Punisher or on. the John Barenthal Punisher. We're not rather, doing so. the uh, Thomas Jane slash John Travolta Punisher. Like, I don't think we need to cover that, guys. 
I think we're okay with going with the John Bernthal version of it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I retract the statement that Punisher doesn't lose fights because obviously some people can beat Punisher, but Punisher has defeated the likes of Wolverine and Daredevil. And I just have a hard time understanding how he would lose this one. I can't picture it. Well, I mean, I can't say, you know, congrats. He beat a guy that can see, you know, with Daredevil. I mean, congrats. I mean, that's not a huge win. Daredevil has has supervision. His blindness (laughs) is a superpower. Do not be fooled by his handicap. Not... He's not at risk due to his blindness. He could just see like the heat of your body and yeah. through walls. And uh, please don't be don't don't let the don't let Daredevil fool you. I know it's like he, or, you see there's no when you see there's no eye holes in the mask. It doesn't mean he's going to trip and no. fumble. And he's fall he's just a, he's just a guy that can see you know. And the Punisher's able to beat him. Congrats, you know. He, he's 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 got super senses. <laughs> can I I I, I want to call out again. I love that I have to keep doing this. The fact that Doug loves the 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 Daredevil TV show so 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 much, but will never miss an opportunity to just shit on the character. <laughs> it's just I just think it's funny. It's like here's Daredevil. <laughs> he can see. You know, it's like <laughs> it's just like you know they give Ant Man shit. No like, one says that though. You're the only one. <laughs> that- <laughs> I'm number one. Um, oh, yeah, but it's like. Uh, you know, yes. Ant Man, they're like, hey, what's up, regular size man? You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> he punches with the strength of one man. Like, you know, it's just, it's just funny to kind of give him shit. I think the Punisher, what the Punisher have has that I have not seen with Billy, is pure, unbridled, just will, just, just a, a nonstop resolve to just keep going. Like we have seen Billy go through some shit, but we have seen the Punisher get, you know, like a drill through the foot. We've seen him just get beaten to death's door and then stand up and go, I could do this all day. That's the same character, right? How dare you? Anyway, dare you? So they both have, they both have, they both do have a lot of tenacity and Billy is a very tactical human being. So they share a lot in common, right? But mm-hmm. in the end, in the end of the day, I think Billy Boy is in a little bit of trouble here. I think that I think he better not do anything wrong. He better not do anything that needs to be punished. Yeah, I'd Fast. say in the show, so, Billy Butcher seems a little more um, haphazard, whereas in the comics, like like I said, Billy's got everything figured out. He has. He's playing 4D chess with everyone. Like he knows exactly what he's doing. He might he be knows. at a disadvantage here. And without he... without with without knowing comic Billy, I might be underrating Billy as well. I'd say like we well we keep it on like we can do two paths here. If we're doing comic book, I'd say I actually give it to Billy. I'd say Billy has an advantage. A is compound B. That's our automatic advantage there. And B, um, he is just showcased to be such a manipulative and amazing psychopath um that i think that even if the punisher got the jump on him i still think he'd find a way to either distract him with something or he'd be able to figure out who he is and if he landed a blow on the punisher he could probably punch right through his body so well here's the thing if you if you yes if you make him a superhuman then i feel like the fight is all immediately unfair but 
to Jason's point, uh, he beat Wolverine. He yes. beat a guy that could yeah. see. You're right. I'm sorry. Before you make your <laughs> shitty little comments there, Doug, listen to the whole sentence. He beat Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, Wolverine can see. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> How dare um, you? <laughs> if, he sees with his nose. <laughs> he sees with his nose. There's danger coming. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he can beat Wolverine, I mean, does he... What is, I mean, what is he, Billy can punch really hard? Well, I mean, again, uh, I would say, again, if we're talking about comics, he's got Compound V in his system, so. Right, but what is that, what does Compound V bring out of him? Like, well, Compound V brings out a power, right? Resilience. That... Well, it's with, with, in the comics, he's got like resilience and he can, he can basically hit really, really hard. He can essentially, it levels the playing field with supers. So. Okay. It's, would you say he's Luke Cage-esque? Where he's got resilient, like he's... I wouldn't say he's impervious. He can definitely die, you know, to, okay. to different blasts and stuff like that. But um, I would say um, we've you see him thwart people with guns and stuff like that and tactical yeah. ability. So, um, uh, but I'd say if, if it's TV show, I, I don't... That Billy the Butcher, I, I don't think he's really that ahead of the game. I think no. if he sees Punisher, I think Punisher's going <laughs> to kick his ass. I, having having uh, not read um, the comics, but feeling a kinship and a trust for Doug, I would like <laughs> to take this comic book versus show, splitting it up and doing it to two ways. Okay. And I would like to agree to agree. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, uh, yeah, you know, I'm unfortunately, I'm going to have to take Doug's uh, word on this, but I will say that if the, Punisher, <laughs> if, if the Punisher, uh, hat, what, I, what I will say is if he has beat, uh, people with superhuman abilities, then yes. I don't know if Billy actually does stand a chance. If the Punisher, Can I tell you how himself, he defeated the Wolverine, how he, oh, how please. he won, please. He, so Wolverine, obviously, as we all know, can see. And has a healing factor. <laughs> and so he'll heal from whatever you do to him. So the Punisher, knowing that he's going to heal anyway, he runs him over with a steamroller, and then he leaves it on him. That way, even if he oh. heals, he's still under a steamroller. Impressive. He's just perpetually being crushed. That's, well that's impressive, because a steamroller, <laughs> not a notoriously fast uh, vehicle, oh. either. <laughs> oh, it's not. But right. you gotta you got to be tactical. If you're going to defeat Wolverine, you have to be forward-thinking. Because if you beat him and then he just gets back up and he beats you, so it's right. hard to beat Wolverine because how do you keep him down? The answer, leave a steamroller on top of him. That'll keep him down for a while. It's like that, uh, you know, that, that scene in, in Deadpool where he's, he's driving that thing on the ice. <laughs> Zamboni. He's like, you're going to get killed by a Zamboni. He's just going real slow. I just imagine what that's what happened with Wolverine. He's like <laughs> shooting at his like legs. He's like, God right. damn it. He's like, ha ha, you can't go anywhere. I'm going to get you. And then, you know. <laughs> so... Are we saying <laughs> we're Billy? Saying, we're saying if it's comic book Billy. Oh my book god. Billy. Comic book wins. Billy. Comic book Caveat. Billy wins. But if it's just because I, I think that's just that's a that's an asterisk. If we're doing show to show, which I think we're doing right now, I'd say Punisher wins. You say Punisher wins? Mm-hmm. What's going on in the comments? Are people weighing in? Uh, on the Twitch, they're they're talking about how I'm xenophobic towards Wolverine, but you know, 
got it. So the topic is the topic of the people has shifted slightly. Oh uh, yeah, I've uh, turned them against Doug. Tonight. Jared says Doug hates Canadians played by Australians. You know, so yeah. Uh, so, so I think we got to go to Justin for the final word on this. Justin, you decide. I, I mean, I agree, I, mean, agree I, or we agree. I'm to gonna, I'm gonna, I have to agree to agree with the comics since I have never. Uh, I would say that I think someone more adept at arguing it should probably weigh in at this point because <laughs> I can't argue the comics. But you bring up some very valid points about how Punisher has beat Supers. Whatever we'll say, TV show to TV show. Punisher for the win. <laughs> But in the comics, Billy Butcher for the win! Wow, we did it. We did it, gang. That was amazing. So much fun. Uh, Jay, this has been an absolute blast. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, but before we go, uh, this is our moment where we like to uh, open open our doors and our hearts to you. And if there's anything, if you'd like anyone to follow you on social media, if there's anything you'd like to promote or if there's anything you'd like to recommend like if there's a show or uh music or anything like that uh the floor is yours my friend got it my recommendation is to find forgiveness for all within and all without and i would like to plug mind gap podcast if you haven't had a chance smash that subscribe button and uh buy some merch and uh that's my plug that's amazing. We have yet to say smash that subscribe button. So thank you, sir. It's taken 262 episodes, but by God, smash that subscribe button. That's awesome. <laughs> Justin, you, what do you Can got? you make that? A, my recommendation is for you to make that a weekly thing now. Can you please start saying that? What, smash that subscribe it. button? Absolutely. Ugh, I feel gross already. <laughs> we could just clip it and we can play it. As <laughs> and don't forget, smash that subscribe button. Skitty kids. <laughs> right, exactly. You know? Skitty kid. <laughs> Uh, my recommendation this week is a movie from 2018 called Heart Hearts Beat Loud. Uh, it was um, Kiersey Clemens and Nick Offerman. Um, it was uh, it was a really it was a it was a guest in the indie film realm, um, but it was very uh, music based and it had a great story to it. And uh, it was a real easy watch and just really enjoyable. So check out Hearts Beat Loud. It is on Hulu right now. Uh, I'm going to go again with my uh, typical really poignant and relevant recommendation. I'm going to recommend Rick and Morty. I just finished the third season on HBO Max and I immediately started back over to watch it again because it's that fucking good. Like, it's so goddamn good. So uh, it's on HBO Max. If you don't have it and you haven't seen it, fucking check it out. I'm also planning on checking out uh, Shit's Creek. That's on my list, Justin. Really? We can I do am. two? We can do two? We can't. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can do whatever you want. There, there are no rules here, Jay. Is there something else you'd like to plug? Uh, I, I, I'm willing to bet that it might already have been uh, on the podcast, but if you haven't seen Avatar, it's pretty sweet. Wait, Avatar, like, The Avatar, Last Airbender? Avatar, The Last Airbender. The cartoon. I'm talking about the cartoon. <laughs> All right, cool. You jumped through two hoops there and made me very happy. I was like, you're talking about, like, James Cameron's Avatar? Uh, I was like talking about Avatar. Last oh, Airbender movie. Avatar the, Avatar: The Last Airbender, the cartoon on on you can find it on Netflix. Netflix, you better sponsor these guys after this. <laughs> really, telling Netflix. Wouldn't it be crazy next week? We're like, uh, guys, you're not gonna believe this. Fucking Netflix is like 
<laughs> they're they're in they're in um yeah and then there's the legend of Korra is the follow-up and i'm digging it um, i just finished season two last night nice that's as far as i got when it ran uh on tv because i think they switched over to like it was only available digital so i kind of want to go and watch that whole series to see how it ends so right there with you man i love both of those so cool all right so gang guess what you can also find mind gap on all social media at mind gap podcast uh you can also find us on uh all of our youtubes all of them the one the youtube at uh find us there for clips of the show clips of the uh streams full episodes are available also don't forget if you're out there in the listening world Check us out at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. We record and stream our episodes every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central. We also do our video game live stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. This Saturday, Tabletop Simulator, some shit's going down. Come check it out. We're going to have a good time. You can play along. Also, you can find Justin digitally elsewhere. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm... Check us out, apparently, on Netflix. You can also find us on... Spotify! On Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all the places where you can find and consume the old podcast. Uh, give us a like, subscribe, review, rate, all those things. Sharing is the big one. So if you can just find an episode you like, if you thought this one was rather well done, then go ahead and copy the link, paste it out there into the social ether, and let all of your uh, rabid fans know that you think they should watch or listen to this show. Uh, it goes a long way for us. 2east8th.com slash mindgap. And then just keep an eye on all 2east8th's stuff. Again, about mid-September is when we're eyeing the release of the Super Secret Quarantine Project. That's not easy to say quickly. Uh, we've released some trailers on our social media, so check it out. And uh, yeah, good stuff abounds. Good stuff abounds. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for being our guest. It's been Seriously, an absolute pleasure. You, you are always welcome back. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Awesome. Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Twitch, thank you. Listeners, thank you. I did it backwards again. Mind Gap Podcast.